This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly. Just as I'm going on the air here, I'm not going to lie, some really bad news to start the show. Uh, Mike just delivers the information to me. Gabe Kapler did not do his hit with KNBR. Sort of breaking news. There you go. Uh, Gabe did not do his hit with KNBR in San Francisco on... um, on uh on Monday, so we're gonna scramble. We're gonna. Do, I mean, we can't just scrap the segment. It's a staple of the show, at least on Tuesday mornings now. Yeah, I am scrambling to. I'm gonna run over to shelter on base. Right, we'll run over to that. inside the box and try to get um get uh, some sound cobbled up for four forty five, four fifty. But uh, fear not, we will hear from Gabe. It won't be new material, most likely. Uh, but we'll find something to play for you. Uh, from Gabe, uh, but I am Tom Kelly on this Tuesday morning, and for a day uh, in this climate where there's no actual sports going on, it was a pretty ex- a pretty active day on Monday in terms of sports news. I mean, you had the commissioners all speaking on ESPN on Monday night, all saying things that are relevant with the exclusion of Gary Bettman, which is fine. You know, nobody really cares what he has to say. Um, but uh, aside from that, um, Manfred, uh, Goodell, Silver, all go on ESPN with Greeny. Greeny was cut out for this moment, I feel like. You know, in the midst of a pandemic, interviewing four sports commissioners. Uh, you know, this is this is the night, this is the program Mike Greenberg was born to, to host. Greeny looked exhausted. He did look tired. Um, that's happening with a lot of these guys. I see passing is looking worn into the ground these days. Um, but we had, uh, that happening. Very bad news for the Eagles. Um, which, uh, they're, they're the only team that can still, that still suffer season ending in- injuries in the midst of a pandemic with no sports going on. The Eagles can still lose a guy to injury, uh, for the season. And that happened. Brandon Brooks, if you're just hearing, you don't know what I'm talking about. Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles working out at the facility on Monday. He's done for the year. Um, we'll get this, the, you know, all the sports and what the commissioners had to say. Goodell speaking on a number of different topics with the NFL, with the kneeling, with the um, uh, the uh, more COVID-19 positive tests. I mean, Josh Harris bought a stake in the Steelers. That's like the 10th most relevant story today. Um, but a lot of stuff to get to throughout the course of the show and where we will start. And a lot of it, um, we will break down all the stuff that happened on this special on ESPN on Monday night. Um, but I recorded it. I did. I, I watched it. And the way things began 
uh, with this special on ESPN was with Mike Greenberg interviewing Rob Manfred. And another turn in this ever-evolving Major League Baseball negotiation. I've been over it the last two nights. Um, But we will go through the timeline of events before we get to what Rob Manfred said on Monday. And before we explain the details of the negotiations from Friday and Saturday night, this is an important baseline to set here before we get to what Rob Manfred said on Monday night. Um, Last week, uh, the draft, the MLB draft, was televised. Rob Manfred was interviewed, and when he was asked about the percentage chance that we will see Major League Baseball uh, this season, this was his response. The most important thing is that we play Major League Baseball in 2020, and I can tell you unequivocally we are going to play Major League Baseball this year. There you go. That was five days ago from Rob Manfred saying that 100% there is no doubt that Major League Baseball will play some sort of a season in 2020, uh, whether it is 40 games, 50 games, 80 games, whatever. Rob Manfred said on Wednesday that there will be Major League Baseball in 2020. Now, before we get to what he said on Monday night, let's catch you up on the timeline of events over the last few days here. So, Major League Baseball offers their latest proposal to players on Friday. The brief synopsis of that proposal includes about, I think it was 72 games, 75 games, somewhere in that range with, again, less than full pro-rated play or pay, which the players have been adamant about wanting to receive. They believe that that's what they are entitled to, considering that is what the league and the Players Association agreed to back on March 26th. March 26th was the date that was supposed to signify opening day. The Phillies were supposed to play the Marlins down in Miami that day. That was supposed to kick off the season. Obviously, COVID-19 enters the country about two weeks earlier. Everything shuts down, and that led to these negotiations where uh, the Players Association and the um, owners of Major League Baseball come to this agreement that they will pay players their full prorated salary. There's apparently a clause in that agreement that they could renegotiate down the line um, however you want to receive that. Obviously, the Players Association and Major League Baseball see that differently, but I'll, I'll say it from my perspective. I remember my state of mind on March 26th. I remember what it felt like in this country back on March 26th. And I think it was pretty clear to everybody, there weren't going to be fans going to games in 2020. I think that was evident. About a week into the pandemic, we realized fully the seriousness of the situation, and we realized that there were not going to be fans going to Major League Baseball games in 2020. That being said, whether there's room for negotiation, that's the way MLB sees it. So, players... On Friday, feel they're entitled to their full prorated salary. These proposals have been going back and forth. This ball has been volleyed back and forth for weeks. The players ended that on Friday night. 
not ca- not countering the owner's proposal, but telling Major League Baseball, we are we're, we're not going to come back with a proposal of our own. Rob Manford has the ability to mandate a season for pro for full prorated pay at any time that he would like. The players forced his hand on that. They said, okay, fine. Just pay us our full prorated salaries for as many games as you feel you can afford. Tell us when and where, and we will show up and play. And over the weekend, as the owners did not immediately institute a schedule, considering Rob Manfred said they would, without a doubt, play, the players said they want their full prorated salaries for as many games the owners are willing to pay. That should have made it pretty easy. And by Sunday, at the latest, there should have been announcements about when spring training would begin, when opening day would happen, how many games would be played, and we should have much more clarity at this point in regards to when Major League Baseball would come back. But that is... Not what happened. And apparently, this new development has completely changed the mind of Rob Manfred, who once again, and can we play that first cut again here, Mike? Once again, this was Rob Manfred last week, five days ago, during the MLB draft, talking about the percent chance that there would be baseball played this season. The most important thing is that we play Major League Baseball in 2020, and I can tell you unequivocally we are going to play Major League Baseball this year. Unequivocally. Unequivocally they'll play Major League Baseball this year. Players said they are willing. Tell us when to show up and play. Well, something has clearly changed because as Rob Manfred is being interviewed on Monday night, he is asked by Mike Greenberg whether he's still shares that same kind of enthusiasm, that same kind of confidence about baseball playing, uh, being played this season, and here was the commissioner's response. You told Carl Ravitch here on ESPN last week that you felt 100% certain that there will be a season this year. How do you feel today? Well, I know the owners are 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. So... Now, five days later, Rob Manfred is no longer sure that there is going to be a season. Saying the owners are fully committed. Why? How are you no longer sure? The players have said they want to play. The players told you they want to play. They said where and when. Tell us when to show up. They'll be there. So something doesn't add up there, Rob. Something doesn't add up. If the players are saying that they are willing to play, you tell us where and when, and the owners want to play, as you have claimed and still claim, then why are we not playing baseball? Why do we not have a plan? The words of Rob Manfred do not add up here. Here is more on Rob Manfred uh, talking about the MLBPA and uh, how he sees them as not being uh, amenable to any kind of further negotiations. I had been hopeful that once we got to common ground on the idea that um, we were going to pay the players full prorated salary, 
that we would get some cooperation in terms of proceeding under the agreement that we negotiated with the MLBPA on March 26th. Now, that statement makes absolutely no sense. Because he says he's hoping he can get negotiations once they committed to pay their full prorated salaries. But that's what these negotiations are about. These negotiations are about the owners not wanting to play the to pay the full prorated salaries. The players have agreed to pay to play for the full prorated salaries. So what what does Rob Manfred mean when he makes that statement that well, we expected cooperation once we said you know we'd pay their full prorated salaries? We didn't really mean it. Like we didn't mean it at all. The players should have known we were lying through our teeth. Because that's all we do anyway. And we thought that they would give in at the end and we'd be able to rip up our prior agreement and then, you know, um, go back to the table and cut their pay. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. So on to the next part of this, where if the full prorated pay, which the players are adamant about getting, And Rob Manfred can mandate a season at any length, whatever he and the owners feel that they can afford. The question then becomes, which I've been asking over the last couple nights, why hasn't that been settled yet? Why has the league not decided on a length? Why have they not decided on when to begin this season? why has a a shortened season not been instituted yet here's rob manfred's response uh to that question unfortunately over the weekend um while tony clark was declaring his desire to get back to work the union's top lawyer was out telling reporters players and eventually getting back to owners that as soon as we issued a schedule as they requested they intended to file a grievance claiming they were entitled to an additional billion dollars Obviously, that sort of bad faith tactic makes it extremely difficult um, to move forward in these circumstances. Now, there are a few issues with that statement as well. Um, first of all, there are reports and, and players and, and uh, you know, people with the Players Association saying blatantly that's not true, that that's something that Rob Manfred made up, that the players have said when and where will be there, that there was not a decision to file a grievance, but let's entertain that as fact for a second and say even if the Players Association did decide to file a grievance against Rob Manfred for not negotiating in good faith and not not holding up his end of the bargain and the owner's end of the bargain by paying the full prorated salaries Why would that matter if you were telling the truth? Like, if the Player Association is filing a grievance, that's an issue in court that can be worked out at the same time as you were playing bowl games. Like, that's not something that would necessarily delay the season further. A grievance gets filed. That plays out in the court of law. But at the same time, you're resuming the season. And also... Why are you so worried about them filing a grievance if you're telling the truth? 
if you believe that you are going to win the case and you believe that you have not lied this whole time, have not lied to the players, have not and have from the owner's standpoint been negotiating in good faith the entire time, why would it concern you so much that the players are filing a grievance for an additional billion dollars? I'll tell you why. It's because Manfred knows that the players are right. Manfred knows that based on the agreement that they negotiated in late March, that the owners just want to disregard, essentially, and rip up and make an entirely new proposal, Manfred knows that legally he has no leg to stand on whatsoever. And he can point his finger at Tony Clark. He can point his finger at the Players Association, uh, the, the star players in Major League Baseball, all he wants. But the bottom line is the owners have been negotiating in poor faith from the beginning. The owners have been lying every step of the way to try to turn people against players, to act like the players are depriving this country from Major League Baseball. And he was so, you know, and that's why he was so adamant last week. I mean, this guy's such a buffoon and such an idiot and such a fool that he says 100% and he thinks the owners can keep stalling and he thinks the players are just a bunch of idiots and they'll keep playing along this same game. And Friday night, they checkmated him. When they said we're not negotiating anymore, just mandate the season for however much length you want and let's get it started, Manfred was so befuddled by that and so baffled by it, he doesn't know what to do. That's why he's changed his na- his um, opinion in the matter of five days. That's why he's so worried about the players suing for a billion dollars because he knows they'd win. He knows they're right. This is another admission of of the owners of Major League Baseball lying through their teeth. And this is not a new thing. It comes to light now because there's a very public labor negotiation. But this has been the way it's been in baseball for years. The owners lie. The owners cheat. The commissioner's their mouthpiece, and they laugh their way to the bank while players get screwed every time. And yeah, do players make a lot of money? Sure they do. They don't make as much as they do, as they deserve to. They don't get nearly as big a pie as they should get. While these owners, including Mr. Cigar Boy down the street, you know, uh, smoking a cigar while he's counting his billions, Mr. Uh, man of the fans, right? That that's that's the way John Middleton has tried to present himself for year for years. He's pretty quiet now. You know, he Not couldn't. Not a potted plant sitting in the corner. Yeah, you are. You couldn't get him to shut up for that hour-long disgrace of a train wreck of a press conference when he came out to blame Gabe for everything. Now you can't you, you, you can't get a word for him. At least have the balls to stand up and say something. At least Jim Bowden did. The the uh, GM, the former GM of the Reds, former GM of the Nats. At least he came out and said the owners are the owners are a disgrace. They're not doing what's what's right for the game. If any of these owners have any balls whatsoever. They'll come out and then they'll they'll plead, plead with their constituents to do the right thing here because this is a disaster. Rob Manfred goes on uh, to talk about these negotiations playing out so much publicly um, in the midst of a pandemic 
And here was Manfred uh, discussing that. What are your concerns for the optics of this circumstance playing out as publicly as they are during the time in this country where all the other things, the confluence of events involving the pandemic and protests in the streets and everything else, of this playing out as publicly as it is? It's just a disaster for our game. Um, absolutely no question about it. Um, it. It shouldn't be happening. Um, and it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. You're right. It shouldn't be happening. And it is important you do that, Rob. You know how you do that? You just start the season and you pay the players. It's really not that confusing. Like, this is not a confusing situation. You start a season with however many games you can get in by September 27th, which is the end of the regular season, and and however that is, probably 70 to 75 games at this point, and you could end this right now. So as Rob Manfred goes on national TV and, and embarrasses himself and embarrasses his league once again and says, uh, you know, uh, that, that this is so bad for baseball and we need to get back on the field, that's totally within your control. Totally with the 31 guys that run Major League Baseball between Manfred and the 30 clown owners can end this at any time they want. Don't believe a word Manfred says because he's lying through his teeth once once again. Mike, can, can the owners not just, you know, end this, this negotiation, this irritating situation anytime they want to? Yeah, they absolutely can. I, I think what's happening is... Their owners, I mean, sorry, the, the owners' lawyers, like, royally screwed up with, in this agreement. The fact that the language is, um, there's ambiguity in it and that it's not crystal clear of, like, and the players sniffed it out. The, I mean, they probably had their, you know, legal department go through it and figure it out, like, that they had this thing of this prorated thing. Right. Where all they had to do is if they agree on um, the health, which they have said they have, they're ready to play then it's up to the commissioner to fill the schedule and fill in. You know, we still have three and a half months, really, where you, know, you knock out three weeks after spring training. They know that they they outlawed the MLB owners' lawyers. And what's happening now is the owners are so stubborn, they don't want to give in. And, it's, you know, because their guys, you know, screwed up, that they're just kind of holding against the players that it's their own fault internally. Right. And there, there's plenty of time, like you said. And I tweeted it out earlier. I retweeted it Um uh, it's a long thread from Trevor Bauer, who Trevor Bauer, you know, is kind of a weird guy, but he's also a very smart guy. Smart guy. And he sees exactly what's going on here. And he, he tells you exactly what's going on is this is another stall tactic from the owners because they don't want to play more than 50 games. All they care about is getting their money from the playoffs. That's all they care about. Because that's where they make their TV revenue. That's where they make their TV money. They have expanded playoffs. They want as short a season as possible to try to, you know, to, to to have a sham of a regular season just so they can get to the postseason. They don't care about those regular season games. They don't care if it's 48 or 50 or 60 or 70, 80, 100. That's not what the owners care about. They don't care about the integrity of a trophy. I mean, Manfred had already told you he doesn't care about the integrity of a trophy. He called it a hunk of metal <laughs> four months ago. So that tells you as much as baseball – the institution of the commissioner and the owners, how much they care about the integrity of the game. They don't give a damn about that. All they care about is making their playoff money. So, and this is what Bauer tweeted out, and I know I'm a little scrambled up here this first segment. I'm just so angry about all this. 
But Bauer hit it on the nose. So Manfred said 100% there will be baseball last week because he knew he had this ace up his sleeve where he could institute a schedule. But once the players stopped negotiating, he's like, oh, well, it's too early for me to set the schedule because if I set the schedule now, we're going to have to play like 75 games. And we don't want to play 75 games. We want to play fewer. So Manfred says he's not confident in baseball happening. This is probably just another stall tactic where in three weeks – you know, he's trying to bully the players back to the table. Rob, the players are coming back to the table. They know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, isn't he t- he's doing it behind the mask of saying, like, well, you know, we're not, we don't have this health thing figured out. But, like, we do have the, I mean, it was like a month ago when we are playing Gabe talking about the, the health code of not spitting. Like, it's been worked out for a while. That's it. Well, I, I, this, is, this is actually the great thing about social media is every time Manfred lies, a bunch of different players just come out and say, no, he's just lying. Like, we have agreed to that. Like, they, they have said all the players are tweeting out. Reese Hoskins did it on Monday night. They're tweeting hashtag when, where, you know. Yeah. Like, they're ready to they're go. Galvanized. yeah. The players want to play. Like, this is fully on Manfred and fully on the owners. And we have one more here. Here's the final one from Rob Manfred when being asked by Mike Greenberg if he is confident we'll have baseball in 2020. You told Carl Ravitch here on ESPN last week that you felt 100% certain that there will be a season this year. How do you feel today? Well, I know the owners are 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field. Um, Unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. Yeah, so Rob Manfred has been lying through his teeth this entire time. Um, The owners are trying to stall. They want to play as few games as possible. The players have sniffed it out. And that that appearance that he made on Monday night was a complete disgrace. A complete disgrace. I mean, it's a disgrace that he even went on TV to begin with. Even if he went on TV and said nothing for five minutes. Like, come on. Like, like your sports, the chaos is going on. And, you know, you don't have your owners in order. You don't have, you know, you, you, you know your legal department. You know, we already went over that screwed up. Like. And you're going on TV and you're talking about it? Right. Like, like you go on TV, you make Roger Goodell and Gary Bettman look like geniuses just because they have, they, they have a league that is working together. Mm-hmm. Silver, you already know, is the best commissioner, so you expected him to come off well. But um, th- it was embarrassing. It was totally embarrassing from Rob Manfred on Monday night. Um, and again, he's lying. Like, I still believe there's going to be baseball. I do. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Manfred, like, when you're in that position, like, it's your job to get those guys together and figure it out. Like, it's your guy, it's your job to kind of unify everyone and just figure it out. Like, when you go on there and say there will 100% be a season, that's, you know, the task is now on you. Like, that's why you're the commissioner. Like, that's why it comes with the title and everything. Like, just, it's your job to straighten this out. And you're just, you haven't done anything. You haven't made any progress in any way. Other than really, you know, the loophole that the players caught you on—that's the only progress. If they didn't make that loophole, there'd be no progress. Right? No, and they don't. This is the thing: they don't want to make progress. Like they don't want to. It was by accident. They're they're the the owners are intentionally keeping this going longer, which makes it even more of a disgrace. Because they want to wait until there is no time left to play more than fifty games. That's what they're doing. So right now. He can't institute a schedule right now because they'll end way too early. They'll know that they can play more games. People will know they'll play more games. The fact that Manfred 
doesn't, uh, you know, has underestimated the intelligence of not just the players, but all of us. Like, we can all see what's happening. Anybody with a brain. I mean, there are some people that are always just going to scream about, oh, these entitled millionaire players, eh, Blake Snell, and Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Millville fraud, whatever. Like, I mean, get out of here with that stuff. This isn't about the players. If you see it that way, you're insane. Um, This is about the owners, and this is about Rob Manfred not caring about baseball, not caring about the future of the sport. And as somebody who's loved baseball his entire life, it sickens me to my core. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, let's get Alan and Fishtown in here real quick. What's up, Alan? Hey, what's going on, Tom? How you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. How are you? Yo, that. Let me tell you, no lie, uh, and I appreciate the entertainment. That was like five minutes of like that should be on your reel. That was legit. <laughs> Seriously. Thanks, like, man. Like, I really, I appreciate it. Yeah, and like I was gonna go one way with this, but I'll go both ways now. All right. So the first thing I was gonna say. Uh, was going to be, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit protracted, a little back from, you know, players versus like the owners, but I'm going to say this, and then I'll get to a legal point because I'm unfortunately a lawyer, sadly, but like, you know, I'm 37, so I'm not old for life, right? I'd be young if I was a tree, right? But like 75 years ago, the two biggest sports in America were heavyweight boxing and horse racing, Right. Yes. What do these guys think is going to happen if they don't play? Like, for example, for me, you know, 37, I grew up in South Jersey. I've had season tickets for 20 years, you know, growing up. Like, but I've been watching more basketball than I have in my entire life. Like, they are going to lose the fan base if you don't play. What are they doing? Do they want? Right? They, no, they're delusional, Alan. And this is right. – it's a culture that's been around baseball – for a long time, whether it be, you know, uh, anybody involved with the sport, there's this superiority complex that they have where they're still living like baseball is America's pastime, which is like the 70s, and it's it, uh, football's America's pastime now. Like, baseball oh, yeah. is at best, you know, a B-level sport. It's at best the third-ranked sport in this country, and the, the optics of this, I don't think they quite understand because usually when you have labor disputes, eventually fans will come back. I don't know if they truly understand the how bad the optics are in this situation. People it's are pissed off, good. and they should be. It's, it's not good. And let me tell you, you know, I'm just a guy, right? But I am the target fan base, right? Grew up with baseball, everything. I got the interest is frankly waning, right? Yeah. And if it is to me, then it is to, you know, X, Y, Z, right? And I, you know what? They screw this up now, then five years, ten years down the line, you know what they're going to do? They're going to screw up something else, just like hockey did with the outdoor, with the OLN network, with the, with a contract and push everything to the side. Something, something else dumb, for example. You know what I mean? They're on the path of stupidity right now, quite frankly, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. No, Alan, it's 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 terrible. And and the fact that they don't get it, like the only goal at the beginning of this should have been, okay. let's work out whatever we got to work out and get back on the field so we can play baseball so we can give people of this country something to, you know, be inspired by and entertained by. This is not the time for a labor dispute over billions of dollars. It's just not. I'm at 22nd in the Parkway, right next to the art museum. I can't wait to go to some type of event 
take my money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're going to go into a labor dispute right now? That's the stu- so stupid. It's so dumb, it, like, rattles my brain, right? That's number one. Number two, on the legal front, I'm not a labor lawyer. I'm a litigator. But I will tell you two things that you brought this up, and I was not aware of how you laid it out. And you laid out a very compelling argument for the players, okay? Mm-hmm. My opinion, it cuts two ways, different ways, but on the same topic. Number one, traditionally, federal court, which is where you would file this labor dispute with the CBA, would typically be loathe to even entertain this type of lawsuit. Now, that has changed recently over the past 10 years. For example, the, uh, the example that everybody will know is Deflategate, right? The courts entertain that argument, okay, into the circuit. So now the courts will hear those arguments on the federal level. The other way it works is, I think to your point, they are they will hear it, but they are loath to rewrite or reinterpret a CBA uh, agreement because it, it is an arm's length agreement between two parties with vast representation on both sides. And I have not read the agreement, but if I go with what you said that, you know, there's a loophole and whatnot that the players, you know, would be due the salary X, Y, Z, they would win that. And that makes a lot of sense with what you said as far as the delay tactics and all the, you know, the PR nonsense. Well, let me just ask you one, Alan, it's already cut you off. I just want to ask you one question here legally, because Manfred can institute this schedule of a shortened length whenever he wants, but if the players file the grievance that um, basically would say they didn't work in good faith to get as many games played as possible before September 27th. It, that's the only reason that Manfred won't lay out a schedule, right? Because he is he, he's pretty much sure that they would lose that grievance, correct? Well, okay. So Manfred would want short season, correct? Right. The shorter, the better for the owners. Okay. And the players would say, lawsuit, this is nonsense. We want longer, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because okay. the 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 basic premise, just to explain it real quick, is yep. how many games can you get in before September twenty seventh, which is the end point? Okay. Now, my answer to that, right, is uh, what is typically filed. I'm going to use Tom Brady as the example, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he was handed down that suspension for Deflategate, right? Right. What he filed in federal court. That was an emergency injunction, okay? And to get to that level, you have to show real and almost irreparable harm, right? So, for example, Brady says, look, this is nonsense, even if it was actually legit, but if if you don't do something now, I'm going to lose these first four games, X amount of salary, my whole team suffers, this, that, and the other. That's pretty decent harm, right? And the courts heard it, okay? Here, with what you've described, they could probably file it, the players, right? But they're they're also asking for more games, not less games. So they will probably or probably would be heard, but I doubt it would. It, it seems it seems more difficult, but not impossible that a court would say, "Hey, the season cannot start," as opposed to the situation where someone, a player or a team, is facing an actual game ban day one right. where the real harm starts day well, one. And then in that situation, the courts you know, are more apt to act. Well, I think this would be a situation, Alan, where they'd be able to start the season and the grievance would play out kind of that separately. Seems like, that yeah. seems likely. They, if they would not issue, it seems very unlikely that a court, especially a federal court with what baseball history, that they would issue some type of injunction that would say you can't play anything until we work this out. That does right. not seem likely. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, I appreciate it, Alan. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate the insight. And that, that's exactly 
that's exactly the point that, you know, Manfred knows that the season could go on. Like, he acts like in that clip, and I'll play it again next segment. Um, he acts like if the players file a grievance, that that will further prevent the start of the season. That, that has nothing to do with that. You can have the legal process go on while you're playing. That's a separate fight. But he knows that the owners would lose. He knows that it would be proven in court that they were not negotiating in good faith. They did not try to get done as many games as they could this season. And that is why Rob Manfred's so worried about this grievance. Yeah, I think, too, they're scared to death of it because if it does go in let's legal proceedings, I think they would be able to... What subpoena for the um the books financial like, yeah so they would actually have to like legally go on the record with it too not just like not even just behind closed doors at a bargaining table right yeah I mean and that's been a fight for years that that, that the owners and players have been fighting about um opening up the books and seeing the financials Decades. so it's 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 sickening I mean there's really no other way to put it it's sickening. Um, I want to introduce a side topic when we get back. We went really long this segment, so I'll have a short segment next up. Uh, But open lines right now. If you want to get in, uh, we'll get to you quickly. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham. You can find me on Twitter at TommyKelly44. And as I said at the top of the show, um, I, I mean, this might be a record for news relating to sports on a day where there were no games going on. I, I, I don't remember a day when there were no sports happening that more news broke. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins is a political commentator now, and that's like barely even made my list of things to talk about. He got hired by CNN. Um, so that I guess Malcolm has two careers now uh, moving forward, but... Uh, plenty of stuff to get to throughout the course of the show. We'll get to the NBA stuff um, a little later on as, you know, the, the the cloudiness of the return from this weekend seems to have dissipated a little bit. Um, it does look like this Orlando restart will happen, and now people are coming ripping uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, so we'll get to that a little later on. I will say in regards to it, I mean, I, I respect any player's decision to do whatever they want to do, and any player who doesn't feel comfortable uh, going to Orlando shouldn't have to. But uh, the fact that Kyrie Irving is leading the movement not to play makes you question it. I, and we, we joked about it a little bit last night. Just there is humor in the fact that Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, and Carmelo Anthony are the leaders of the, the you know, movement not to play. I mean, that's just a funny group of guys to 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 follow here. And that's part of what I want to do for the side topic tonight. And it's really about Rob Manfred, who I don't think I've ever seen a more incompetent commissioner than Rob Manfred. I've certainly never seen a commissioner go through a worse few-month run than Rob Manfred. And Goodell has had some bad stretches as NFL commissioner, whether it be the Deflategate debacle, um, the Ray Rice situation, which led uh, to a ton of scrutiny on Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. Press conference. What's that? That Ray Rice press conference. Right. Roger Goodell has had his fair share of controversy in his career. But, Mike, nobody's had a worse run over a few months than than Manfred has. No, this is really bad. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the worst, maybe the worst of my lifetime, probably both our lifetimes. I mean, he called the World Series a hunk of metal, and that's not even in the top ten of his worst comments over the last few months. Yeah, I mean, he scapegoats the, it looks like he scapegoats the Astros and Alex Cora um, when there's this whole Yankees thing going on. I'm sure there's, like, the Dodgers, I'm sure, probably had a thing going on. Like, just, you know, the sign-stealing thing, nobody believes him. Like, he has no credibility that just the way he handled that. Like, everyone knew that that was a joke the second he put out that report. Right, and he's shown arrogance every step of the way, and this goes to baseball people in general, where they just have no um, no sense of what's actually going on. Like, I remember back when all the Astros stuff was going on, and uh, and Rob Manfred was being asked about it, and he was just tired of talking about it. He's like, you know, I know this is, you know, cute and everything, but um, it's time to move on, guys. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore, so I don't think we should talk about it. Like, Rob Manfred would do anything to go back to talking about the Astros now. He'd do anything to go back to talking about the Astros. It's like, Rob, you don't get to decide what people talk about, what people, um, what people cover. It, 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 it's, he's such an incompetent leader. He's such a poor voice for the sport. And that's what I want to do um, for the side topic tonight. Um, worst leaders in the history of sports, as we have Rob Manfred um, leading Major League Baseball even deeper into a ditch. And I talk about the baseball people, quote-unquote baseball people, people fancy themselves baseball people and the arrogance they show. Uh, you know, I got our boy Jack Fritz tweeting out, uh, baseball's closer to the NBA than it is to the NHL. Its demise is all overblown. Okay, Jack. Well, we'll see. Um, the kiss of death, uh, which is a Jack Fritz opinion, which is oh, always God. wrong. Yeah. There's two people here that give kisses of death. He's one of them. Yeah, he said that, and then I think an hour later, Manfred said there's no, not going to be any baseball. Move on from it. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to move on from um, the Astros. Uh, no, no, Rob. Uh, we're going to talk about the labor thing now. I know you want to go back to talking about the Astros, but um, it's too late. But you look at Manfred leading Major League Baseball down this really awful road. And you look at Kyrie Irving, um, you know, leading this NBA players movement where, you know, I do think there are valid concerns that the players have. Um but Kyrie Irving is probably not the best voice as players have um, responded. There's one quote from Ed Davis uh, from the Utah Jazz where he totally torches Kyrie. Um, so we'll get to that later on. But worst leaders in the history of sports. Mike, do you have a uh, nominee for me to start out here? Yeah, want a local one? Sure. This guy's so bad he probably would make national lists. Donovan McNabb. As a Awful poor leader. leader? Awful leader. Couldn't even get the play on the huddle. Just throwing up. Okay. Okay. That's well. That's that's just you trying to troll me because that's like no, the, the, I mean that's it, like the buddy opinion. He could have you know helped mend fences in the to thing. He failed to do that. It failed in like a you know really just unfathomable way. Really couldn't have handled it any worse. I disagree. I mean, I think To ripped up that team. That's pretty clear. Um, but the leader, who, the leader failed to keep it together. Well, I mean, who else gets a, a contract extension after his first year of a seven year deal? 
Nobody. Sure it's ever. happened before. No, no, it's never happened. It's before. never happened. No, ever. no, Mike. Yeah, and you're smart enough to know that. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, yeah, I, I, it had year one of a seven year deal. Guy gets extended. Um, gets a just uh, rips up his contract. Gets a new one. That's never happened before. Um, I, I mean, I know you're doing that to troll me though. No, I'm not. I mean, he it couldn't have gone any worse. We really. led the team for ten years. Did a pretty good job. Um, I would disagree with that one. I think as we've as history has shown us, Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I think they. I think they both deserve credit. I think they both deserve credit. I think that's fair. One a lot more than the other. And neither could have done it without the other one. I think. Uh, well, you know, Andy did it with Jeff Garcia. Um, they got to the, they won Beck. a playoff game. Congratulations. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one. I guess. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, on from it. Uh, but I want your worst leaders in all of sports. Um, you, you, hey, you could look at Middleton right now. I mean, he, ever since he put his fingerprints on this team, the more influence John Middleton's had, the worse the team's become. And um, now, uh, Mister Voice of the Fan, as he likes to portray himself, pretty call, pretty quiet now. Doesn't have the guts to come speak out against his billionaire buddies. Um. And I know there's a, a kind of, I guess, mafioso-type uh, y- thing where you don't betray the guys that you're in, in, in business with, so to speak. Um, but for somebody who talks like a fan and talks about how much he wants his bleeping trophy and all this nonsense, uh, he doesn't really seem to care that much about having baseball back. Um, at least issue something to your fan base. Tell them that... This is um, an embarrassing situation. I mean, p- players are tweeting out they're embarrassed. Uh, Travis Shaw, the Brewers, tweeted out this embarrassing situation. Players want to play. All the players want to play. The owners can end this right now. They are choosing not to because they are greedy liars. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Want your opinions on the baseball stuff. Worst leaders in sports. And I have a nominee when we get back. And it's one of the funniest clips I've ever heard. I've never played it before on the show. Um, but it's a really funny clip uh, from one of the worst leaders in all sports. We'll play that and make fun of it a little bit when we get back. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Next segment, I want to play some sound uh, from Jeff Passan. Uh, he was on with uh, SVP on um, Monday night. And th- these reporters, uh, these guys working in media on, you know, TV, they're just as exasperated as everybody else is. Like, they can't even keep it uh, secret anymore. I mean, Passan is supposed to be an objective reporter. He's as tired of this as we all are. I don't know how he couldn't be. How's Shefty doing? I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. He's you know he's kind of disappeared a little bit. We'll get to that later on because Goodell said something on Monday that Shefty will be outraged by. Yeah, Absolutely I'm, outraged. Shefty is probably just really really concerned for Zeke. Yeah, I mean, and we'll, and I got to get to this later on. We'll get to it with Goodell uh, made a comment. Where uh, about guys possibly testing po- positive for the coronavirus, and I want to talk about that later on because, man, 
that that's going to happen. Like, people who are freaking out, and I've been more on the cautious side of this. I have. I've been way more on the cautious side. I haven't done much um, over the last couple of months. Until about two, three weeks ago, I wasn't really seeing anybody aside from my wife. I mean, for, for 10 weeks, and I'm not lying about this, other than my wife, the person I've spent the most time with is Mike. <laughs> no doubt about it. I spent time with my wife, and other than that, up until about like Memorial Day weekend, I really hadn't hung out with anybody aside from Mike during these shows. That's about it. So I wonder if like the voices ranked that you've heard, uh, your wife, me, Al, and then Gabe. Probably. Probably in the top like four Joe. right there. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I just started kind of getting out and relaxing a little bit the last two to three weeks, still social distancing, wearing masks and all that stuff. Um, but you know, if we're going to bring sports back and this is what people got to, got to kind of realize here, positive tests are not just a possibility. They are an inevitability. Like your quarterback gets the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe that could happen. And you know what? If that happens, you can still continue playing. Like, you don't have to shut everything down. I think in the NBA and the NHL, the systems they have in place, um, being in a bubble, you have better chance to keep the the virus out. But when you look at football, you look at baseball, and baseball is kind of irrelevant to this conversation since they're not, since Manfred says they're not going to play. But um, there are going to be positive tests. And you're going to have to move through it. So we'll get to Goodell later on and the statement he had on that. Uh, but right now, talking about Major League Baseball, um, Manfred's latest comments on Monday night. We'll play some of those again next segment. But um, Rob Manfred, who said on Wednesday, last Wednesday, five days ago, 100% unequivocally, we will have baseball in 2020, now is not confident, now thinks, um, you know, there is a chance. There will not be baseball played, and it's because the uh, players called us bluff. The players stole through all the BS that the owners have been spinning, and uh, now the um, owners and Manfred are in a position where they look like fools, and uh, they have throughout this whole process, and this situation is so frustrating, um, and it gets more frustrating every day. So uh, we'll play some more of that sound next segment uh, from Jeff Passan on with SVP. But our side topic, uh, dealing with Rob Manford, who I think is the worst commissioner I have ever seen in sports. I've never seen a worse one in the four major sports in this country. I just haven't. Goodell's had bad moments. Bud Selig had bad moments. Um, Bettman is universally hated for the most part. The only uh, sport that has had stable leadership has been the NBA with David Stern and on to Adam Silver now. Like, that's the only league that I feel has been run well, and it's been illustrated in its growth, both nationally and globally, over the last few years. Um, But uh, Rob Manfred is terrible, and he is, I think, the worst commissioner. He's one of the worst leaders I've ever seen in sports. And um, that's our side topic tonight. Worst leaders in the history of sports. And I had to 
bring this guy up. And the 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 person I'm going to nominate, you might not know who he is. Mike didn't know who he was when I uh, brought the name up. But if you've ever heard the name Sepp Blatter, yes, that is a real person. And he is the president of FIFA, which is the governing body of soccer all over the world. And it's extremely corrupt. He's extremely corrupt. He has been the focus of several investigations. I mean, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Seven-eighths of it is just the various investigations that have gone into his um, misallocation of funds, his awarding World Cups to certain countries who are just donating to his pocket. Uh, He is extremely corrupt. Um, He is extremely greedy and extremely power-hungry. In a lot of ways, he fit right in with the MLB owners. I mean, he'd fit right in with these guys. Um, But I had to play a piece of sound for him because I I wanted to nominate this guy. And then there is a piece of sound that I heard from Sepp Blatter from like five years ago when he was uh, elected president of FIFA in 2015 after he was already removed once for, um, you know, misappropriations of funds and uh, corruption. He was reinstituted by being reelected as FIFA... uh, Commissioner FIFA president in 2015, which uh, shocking that that uh, since then he's been the focus of, of more investigations. He resigned again, and now I think he's back uh, with. F- I, I don't understand how this continues, uh, where he keeps getting elected. Um, but to just illustrate how power hungry uh, Set Blatter is, here is what I think is one of the most one of the funniest pieces of sound I have ever heard in my life. Let me tell you, I like you. You brought me again into the FIFA. I stay with you. You have uh, voted for me. Although they have voted for the Prince Ali, I congratulate you, it's a good candidate. But I'm now the president of everybody. So I'm the president of everybody. There is no retentions. That's just president of the whole FIFA. President of everybody. I'm president of, I congratulate you for voting for the other candidate, but I won, and now I'm the president of everybody. Uh, Mike, is that not one of the funniest pieces of sound you've ever heard? Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, looking into this guy more, he's on a six-year ban, but... <laughs> but he's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's year five out of six. This was uh, 2015 he, he was banned, so... Yeah. Yeah, one more year. It looks like he's also had sexual assault allegations against him. Um, but, yeah, this guy is... Uh, yeah, pretty pretty terrible guy uh, since he came into FIFA. Um, uh, but that that is that is one of my favorite clips. We'll play that a couple more times throughout the course of the night. We'll add that to the file as some of uh, the uh, better clips we played on this show. But uh, Seth Love Ladder, it. Love it. <laughs> who is the uh, president of FIFA, extremely corrupt. Uh, he is a nominee for worst leaders in the history of sports. I want your nominees. 215-592-9494. See Matt and Guam there. Matt will get to you right when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.